0: Hey, Geeksters, Hope you're doing really good. Tuning into another episode of my Geeksters exclusive podcast for rideshare and delivery drivers. Now, like I mentioned in the last episode, this season, which is October, is all about safety. And we had Red Book inspect in the previous episode talking about vehicle safety, so you can check that out. But this one. We just wanted to surprise you and make it more interesting by actually getting a regulator on board and uh, I have uh, Trevor Butler from WorkSafe Victoria uh, on the channel today and we're going to talk about a lot of things about WorkSafe Victoria, person safety, gig worker safety and Trev- and his day in life as a you know work safe victoria inspector and all of that stuff so a lot of exciting content a lot of exciting stories to be shared and with no further ado i'm going to invite trev hi trev
1: good morning benji how's it going
0: thank you for being on this podcast and on this channel thank you so much
1: no thank you for the invite i'm happy to come and have a chat so uh, all good
0: i'm straight away going into one of the most important questions so Trev, how long have you been with WorkSafe Victoria?
1: Okay, yeah, I started with WorkSafe Victoria back in January uh, 2000. So I've been there over 20 years, and it's wow. uh, yeah, it's a long job. It's the longest job I've ever ever had, but it's um, <laughs> a very rewarding job, and it's uh, and you get to change around a little bit, and no day's the same. So I think that's that's where it's been a uh, real good experience so far, and hopefully it'll continue to go on for some time.
0: It's actually very inspiring, and it tells two things: a) about you and the job you do, and b) the organisation you work for. In my opinion, if someone has been with an organisation for over a decade, that means that the marriage has worked out, <laughs> uh, in a way. And uh, um, uh, to the audience, there are people who actually don't know what WorkSafe Victoria is and what do they do, and. Now that you've mentioned that you've been there for 20 years, you're the right person to say this. What does WorkSafe Victoria do?
1: Okay, well, uh, WorkSafe Victoria is the state regulator for health and safety. Uh, and also, they also look after the uh, return to work uh, um, as far as in the insurance side of things for workers in Victoria. Uh, so when I, and when I say the health and safety side of things, which is the area that I actually work in, that's uh, my area, uh, we look after, we have inspectors, we have advisory information, uh, we have a whole range of different people. In fact, I think we're just around about 1,700 people strong now as a company, uh, if you like, uh, moved from Melbourne down to the Geelong. Uh, area is the head office now, some couple of few years ago, something along those lines. Uh, so they're operating out of Geelong uh, head office, and we have uh, offices all over Victoria. Uh, so that's probably a quick overview.
0: Um, so I'm just curious for also for the listeners, um, what's one of the very distinct difference between, let's say, WorkSafe Victoria and SafeWork, New South Wales?
1: Well, they're fairly similar now Now that uh, New South Wales and the other states have got the Harmonised Act and uh, health and safety is fairly fairly similar. We, we actually run a number of projects up around the border between New South Wales and Victoria right along from Mildura right down to Aubrey wodonga and we do a number of things there with construction and different areas and the, the rules or well, the regulations, the acts are very, very similar. Uh, Slightly different uh, uh, in areas of um, technicalities, but in general terms, the rules are fairly harmonized across Australia nowadays, so uh, pretty close, yeah.
0: Thanks, thanks for sharing that. And Trev, as your role, what's your current role with Works of Victoria, and has your role always been the same, or how has your journey been with Works of Victoria?
1: Yeah, look, I'm happy to, look, I, I started, as I said, I started in January 2000 and uh, I started I came in as a, to be an inspector. Uh, we did uh, three or four months training. Uh, I was actual, uh, I was living in a, we had to get put up in a hotel down in Carlton at the time. We we're doing our training in Melbourne uh, where I came in with a team of, I think it was 10 of us come through at the same time. Three months, four months training, did an exam out as a, an inspector at the Geelong office I was based, uh, worked as a generalist. So back those days, we had general inspectors and then a couple of years down the track they went to silos, what we call silos, and I went into the transport, storage and retail area and looked after that and worked in those areas. Uh, did that for a number of years, worked up to a senior inspector, up to a group leader, which is uh, looks after a team in the Geelong area, then into a regional manager, and now I'm the uh, director for um, Western Operations. So my area at the moment, I look after – the easiest way I explain it is I if you put a – if you put a line in a map, Victoria, uh, for, from Echuca to Lara and put a line straight through the centre, everything left of that is falls under my area. So, that, that's if you get, take a visual of Victoria, that's an easy way, uh, and that involves the Geelong office, Warnable office, Be- uh, Bendigo, Ballarat, and Mildura offices that takes in. So, it's a fairly large area. And we're now multi-discipline inspectors. So for as far as the team, for uh, my team there, we look after uh, everything in those areas, except for mining, Is falls under our area as far as health and safety. So it's a fairly big job. And, uh, yeah, we have a big team out there.
0: Oh, wow. Um, I can... I was... It's good that the, the carrier progression and uh, the way you explain that uh, line. I think I'm going to yeah. put a map. I'll put a map on the description for people to just find out where it is. Um, yeah. What I'm curious to know is now, for many out there, you know, the word inspector is a very, uh, it's not a very friendly word. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Because you inspect things. Uh, but what I'm curious to know is Trev, as, as obviously you have worked in, as an inspector, you've managed a group of inspectors, now you are directing an entire you know team and strategy towards that space. As a safety inspector or generalist or silo, what, what, what does a day look like? What do you do?
1: Yeah, well, it's, look, that's a good question because no day, no day is the same uh, for an inspector uh, because our workload changes so quickly and, and just to give you an idea, what we, we have is we have uh, response work that we have chartered to, so if we have an accident or an injury or something of that nature, we have to respond to that. We then have incidents where, if we have an incident uh, where we need to respond to that, it may be uh, someone's had an accident some days beforehand or whatever. It, re- it gets reported into Worksafe. We'll program that work and we'll go out to that workplace and have a look what's happened, and we'll inspect the workplace, see what's if we can determine what was the cause of the injury, and we'll put controls in place. And then we also have um, we have project work that we undertake. So if we have work in a certain area, we. We see our stats and numbers show that, for example, uh, agriculture is having a, a, a problem in a certain area. We may look at that and do proactive visits to those types of workplaces. Uh, now, it could be a manufacturing, it could be agriculture, or it, it could be transport yard, it could be whatever. If we, we see the stats in certain areas going up. Uh, for example, we see a high rate of falls in the construction area, uh, and so we have a bit of a uh, blitz, if you like, in on falls in construction. So we'll go to all of the construction sites and look at what, uh, what controls they put in place for um, uh, falls from heights, because normally if you fall over a 2 metre height, um you can get quite seriously injured or or, or uh, killed a lot of the time. So, so an inspector will get a workload. They may have some project. They'll have project work issued to them. They'll have response work issued to them. And then all of a sudden, you might say well, there might be an incident, and they'll get called away. Have to drop those and go off to do an incident. Um, as an example, unfortunately, last Saturday we had, and we work weekends and uh, we work um, sort of nights. We have after hours people as well um last weekend we had a fatality in the the area and we had to have people go on attend those so they these type of things um unfortunately do take place as well so they're not the very nice part of the job but that's a job that has to be done uh, and it's uh, yeah it's difficult but challenging but rewarding as well because you see change and you can uh, and that's where you get the real satisfaction is when you go to a workplace and give them advice because it's not all about being scary and uh, issuing notices or doing things of that nature um it's about giving advice and um and, and the advice where you can see change in a workplace and for the better that's that's very rewarding for for an inspector or anyone yeah
0: yeah hey just want to take a quick second to thanks for the supporters of this podcast Hey if you're listening for the first time we are an exclusive podcast for gig workers in Australia we share the latest updates on the gig economy we interview gig workers and industry experts to make gig worker more smarter and safer the thing that i'm very impressed is it's very worker focused and safety focused and you know um the entire team and the uh, the the effort and you know, being available twenty four seven, and I think the intention is, of course, being the keeping the workers safe and the workplace safe, both for the workers and everybody in that workplace. So it's very important. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and this is for the benefit of the listeners to according to WorkSafe victoria and according to the legislation there are some reportable incidents and i'm going to put that in the podcast description so if any of that incidents happen um, the m um, the workspace is supposed to report to WorkSafe victoria within the 24 48 hours is that is that right Trap?
1: yeah that's right yes yeah and and the reportable incidents um Basically, if someone, and it's, it's always an interesting one because it's a, there's a lot of um, discussion about what is a reportable incident and what is not a reportable incident, but my advice to anyone would be if someone gets injured at a workplace and, look, even if, if they go to hospital, obviously report that, or if someone gets uh, stitches or something of that nature or it's an EMS, miss, it, it doesn't hurt to report that either because uh, if you don't... Um, there could be ramifications at some stage. Most of the time, if it's just a genuine uh, an issue, you know, someone forgot or didn't think was uh, worth reporting, it's not a it's not concern. But if it's a major issue, well, obviously we'll look at that or inspectors will look at that at the time. But any, any concerns at all uh, or an incident, I'd ring. We've got an advisory line. You could ring that and ask for their opinion, So this is what's happened. Uh, is that a reportable incident or not? And people then say, yes, it is, then they'll report it off. If it's not, okay, no problems. Um, and it's better to be safe than sorry. What would normally happen is if you do a, uh, an incident that is reportable, if, say, you're working at a manufacturing plant and someone gets their finger caught in a piece of equipment, um, they may get sent off to hospital, get some stitches. Uh, I'm just... Picking something uh, that would get reported into WorkSafe. Uh, WorkSafe would then uh, attend the site at some stage uh, and then have a look at it. What systems did they have in place? What did, uh, you know, what guardings? Was there incorrect guarding, right guarding? Was there training for the employee? Uh, All these sort of things. Sometimes there's no action to be taken. There's just one of those things that unfortunately can't be avoided or you know, it's it's as far as practicable is the word that they use a lot. So if the employer and everyone else has put things in place as far as practicable, things do happen. Uh, if there is possibly a guarding issue that could be improved, there's be suggestions about how they do that and improve the, the guarding or change it or so forth and then put those things in place. Most of the time, um, if it's not an immediate risk, the companies will get a period of time to fix that then they, that's normally through they talk with the inspector they work out how long it's going to take to get the pieces of equipment so forth and so on so it's, it's all reasonable uh, and go through down that track if it's a serious injury uh, where someone's been seriously injured or killed uh, well then that's a different story well then the site is uh, investigated and looked at and then it's, it's a serious event that goes through from there which is very, it's traumatizing for everyone, uh, for the companies and all, you know, families and all the, uh, all those things. Um, so it's, um, it can in the circumstances where you have a serious injury, it can be uh, quite um, uh, traumatic. And again, we have uh, uh, help lines and so forth that people can ring and, and get advice on that as well.
0: Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks. And um, I think the most, Im- the important thing here is. Um, is reporting the incident in the first place so regardless yep. of what job you're doing and where you are and which workplace it is whether you're a rideshare driver or you're a gig worker or you're working in a manufacturing site Um, if there is an incident of whatever degree it is um, it is first important to report to the workspace or the health and safety representative of that space or of the employer yep. Um, yep. Uh, which the employer have to then, based on the guidelines provided, then can talk to WorkSafe Victoria. And and I think what you mentioned there was also very important is when WorkSafe into, when, when WorkSafe Victoria comes into that um, workspace, they help or they basically investigate and they help the workspace becoming much more safer by actually mm-hmm. investigating where the gaps would have been, which is really good because in turns, Mm. promotes the safety in the workplace. So if it wasn't reported in the first place, nobody knew it and it's going to happen again. And it's probably gonna happen more severe than yeah. the first time. So um, that, I think that's the yeah. really good message out there I think for workers. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And look, and it's not even, and it's not even a serious injury as such. As when you think of a serious injury, you think of something traumatic and so forth. But um, we, we think of manual handling is probably our biggest uh, area of um, uh, claims and so forth. And, and people sort of underestimate those. They are, a lot of those injuries are fairly long term and so forth. And a lot of those can be easily addressed. And I I remember going out to workplaces on production lines and so forth, where people are just bending down, the repetitiveness of bending down to the ground to pick up something to put onto a a production line. Well, it could be as simple as just putting two, instead of having on the ground, put it on two pallets. Yeah. You know, and, and when they bring it in, and, and so they're not bending down past below their knees. And but just by having two pellets or three pellets, having it stacked on and that, and just so they're just twisting rather than bending down, picking up and twisting things of this nature, or just making slight changes. And what you find a lot of the time in these things is it's you're having someone who yeah they're doing things companies are doing things in a lot of places because they've always done it that way they don't think to change they get a fresh set of eyes come in and people question why are you doing this why why don't you try this have you thought of that and most people get a better outcome for safety and they also tend to get uh, a better production uh, increase because they thought it's more efficient and people who are doing the task but they figure this they should be asking the people doing the task and what do you think do you think this will work because most of the time the answers will come from the people doing the task and that's another really important thing is that consultation with your employees talking to your employees who doing the job and say hey have you got an idea about do you think this is a better way of doing it what's your thoughts on this and you'll find you'll always find that. um most of the time you'll find that they've got a better idea of how to go about it. So what about we try this or try that? And you'll get safety outcomes and you'll get production outcomes. And then you'll have uh, uh, employees feel like they're being listened to and got a happier work environment. And that has a positive effect on everyone in a workplace. So you know, that that's always, and some simple things like that, those natures, work.
0: Good. That's definitely a great takeaway for, you know, i um- for employers to have that consultative and participatory approach where they engage with staff members that was another exciting and great episode i really thank the guests for participating and sharing the story now for all the listeners thanks for tuning in again and for supporting us please check out our other episodes right from your favorite podcast streaming app And also connect us on Facebook at MyGeeksters or simply visit us on our website at mygeeksters.com.au. This is Benjamin signing off. And until I see you on the next episode, drive safe and take care. Bye. Hey Geeksters, this is just first part of an awesome episode. So don't go away. Uh, There's another part of this interview with Trevor. So um, stick around and you will be directed to the next part of this awesome interview. Thank you.